Welcome back, welcome back. We're here with another episode of Tour Tour Life. Life. And it has been several months since the last time that we met and talked. I'm here with my beautiful wife, Denya Hamilton, looking in her eyes, face to face. Um, It's quiet this morning. It is different. We've we haven't had a lot of time to create these podcasts. We've been trying to find our rhythms. Last time we did, we did it when Simeon was in the room playing, but he was actually being kind of quiet and chill. And right now, where is he? He's um, in daycare. He's in daycare. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are recording a podcast this morning. One of the things we put on our vision board at the top of the year is that podcast was still a a major focal point that we knew the Lord was leading us to use. We know we're a young couple. We never assert ourselves to know everything. We actually don't assert ourselves to even know much, but we do recognize that there is a lot of young couples that feel like the only people they can get advice from are old people, and they want to see if anybody is doing it in real time with them. And so... And we appreciate the old people. We have our, our couple, you know, counseling with a couple that has been married for 40 plus years and I think that's needed. We need that silver wisdom, but it's also a beautiful thing when you could actually like talk to somebody that's going through it at the same time. Yeah. Because we also know like times change, right? Seasons change and God has something for you in the season and yeah, we all just need to be in community together. So we just want to be that for, for ourselves and for you guys. And we intentionally look for old people to get wisdom from. Exactly. So this, it kind of balances out. But Yeah, we, we need each level. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. So Simeon's in daycare right now. Mm-hmm. It was not your choice. No, it's still not my choice. Is not your choice. Yes. Mm-hmm. And First off, just tell everyone a little bit about that. Like, why is it not your choice? Why are you against daycare? Yeah. Why is this season hard? Why is today hard? Uh, yeah, so I think daycare is hard for me because culturally my family didn't believe in daycare because, you know, why would we pay somebody else money to watch your kids? Like, if it's your kids, those are your responsibility. And I, so whenever I needed to get watched, like I would get watched by like, you know, my grandmothers or, you know, just family. And so I understood how important that was. And then I've just heard horror stories about daycare and, and also daycare is expensive. Y'all, y'all know how much daycare is and and then daycare in the city is expensive. And so I think right now I'm in a season where, hey, like, I work from home. You know, I, I'm doing so until full time. My husband is a minister at our church. So though he does go into the office, he still is home as well. So I feel like daycare at this moment is not necessary. And so I've, I've just been having a hard time with with the decision that my husband has made regarding our son. Yeah. It's been very difficult for her, y'all. And And first off, let me not undermine the difficulties that it has had on me. Um, certainly very different from yours. Um, I think many of my difficulties have been in just understanding that, man, you know, it's a, it's a huge difference in rhythm for our family because I'm so used to seeing Simeon here at the home. And so, like, just the idea of me and you being here, I don't think we've ever been at the apartment together and him not been here with us. So that just is kind of weird in my mind to even think about. 
Um, and then I'm constantly thinking about like, what is he doing? How is he navigating without us? And so my mind wanders to those things. I'm also feeling heavily as you are, the financial piece of it. Um, but I think also the value of this conversation is just in how two completely different experiences and mindsets about one topic can coexist at the same time. As you guys heard, my wife is very against daycare, even right now. Um, she is very, uh, not necessarily seeing the point of it, even like the, the idea of why it's necessary given that she works from home and she has the ability to be here. Um, a little bit of my mindset on it, and, and we're still very much wrestling through it, but I think one thing I wanna highlight, babe, is this time last year, or this time two years ago, what was our dynamic if there was something in our family that you disagreed with? Like, what was the, what was pretty much the outcome? I fight you about it. And, and, and would we do it? Would it be a chance to do it or? No, it wouldn't. Yeah, so. It was either my way or the highway, pretty much. Yeah, and so it, I'm just number one, I'm just seeing that in a new way. But, uh, but some of my ideas about daycare, um, Simeon's first off only been there twice. Today is his second day. Um, so this is super fresh for us. Um, day one, when we picked him up, you know, we got the report that he was crying when we, when we left, um, that the beginning of the morning was hard for him. And because he plays with balls, like that was his calm down piece. Um, he was super excited when he seen us come in on the, they got little camera monitors or whatever. But one of the things that I think that was so cool for me is I had a lot of energy that I was able to give to him in the evening when I came home. And it was like I was mindful that because I haven't seen you, I just want to be with you. And I don't want to divide my attention the way that I normally do when I'm with you all day long. And for me, I was noticing the possibilities of me and you finally having some time to be one as a couple and explore the city without hauling the stroller on the subway. And so I feel like while it's still very fresh, we're still praying every day if this is actually something God wants us to continue. Um, but I think very much still it's new. Uh, but we just wanted to give you guys the reason why we're able to um, do this podcast today. But the reason why we actually jumping on this podcast, now that you know why we back on it and why it's quiet behind us, we actually want to talk about something that the Lord has put on my heart, which is about how marriage is actually designed for you to get your spouse into heaven. <laughs> I think um, we often don't think about marriage in that way. We think so much about marriage as about my pleasure and my happiness, but marriage at its core is a huge part of the sanctification process. What do you think about when you hear me say getting your spouse into heaven? Yeah, I think it's like one of the ways that God, you know, because not everybody's meant to get married, right? And so there's a sanctification process for single people, and there's a sanctification process with married people. You know, when you think about marriage, that's two sinful people coming together and being one, right? And you're living together, you're doing life together, you have to make decisions together, even if it means the other person doesn't agree, hence the daycare thing, right? And so these are opportunities in which you could practice to be more like Christ. Yeah, yeah. And we're not at all saying that we are the sanctifier. Exactly. What we, what we want to make clear is that we play a role 
in Jesus's sanctification process. Right, because these are opportunities in which we can either make a choice of, hey, I'm going to satisfy my flesh or I'm going to satisfy Jesus and be more like him in this particular situation. Yeah, because honestly, knowing that my role in marriage is also to, to help my wife become more like Jesus means that now when I'm not loving, when I'm not, you know, yielding to some of the things that I'd prefer to do or my way, it means that I'm actually not giving the love that Jesus gives her, meaning I'm pushing her away from Jesus. And so it kind of motivates me to think about every decision, to think about everything as part of that role. And I know very much you've helped me become more like Jesus in so many ways. Um, I'm going to share some, and then I want to hear if I've done it. If I haven't, then you can air me out, and we can figure out how I can do better right here. But one of the ways that you've helped me become more like Jesus is helping me actually fulfill my word when I say it. You have this tendency to, like I think most wives do, I've seen a post that was like, husbands, when your wife says, when you get a chance, it actually means now. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you've been noticing, but ever since um, probably the top of the year when I started praying that prayer that we've been praying, Mm -hmm. um, the Lord has been convicting me. And I don't know if you see, but when you ask me to do something, I jump right up and do it. And I know that it's making me become more like Jesus because Jesus requires the same thing. Mm -hmm. Like he asked things of me and if I delay, that's delayed obedience. Delayed obedience, right. and um, and so that's one of the many ways you've also helped me become more aware of my tone. I have so much to work on. Uh, probably most of our ninety-five percent of our conflicts are about tone. But what are some of the ways, if any, that I've helped you become like Jesus? Hmm. Well, I think my biggest thing with you is you're you know you're the head of this household and. It's I, I, I love how you reflect Jesus himself, not saying you are Jesus, but you reflect him in that whenever I go off, because I have an attitude problem, y'all, and I'm very, I'm not patient, and I'm working on my gentleness, and one of the things that my husband encourages me with is how patient he is, and how, how, um, yeah, how, how, how prayerful he is for me and so I love that even though I'm like going off you kind of remind me of who I am right just like God reminds me of who I am like no you're my daughter you are created new and so you're similar you remind me of like you know you're you are a woman of God and you are patient and stop like saying things that are opposite like stop saying that you don't have a gentle spirit and really like you really speak that life in me and so I'm really grateful for that um and you also just encourage me to pray more and to spend time. Like, I'm telling y'all that my husband is a Bible nerd. I think I've, like, shared this with you in another podcast. But he's in – another thing, too, is, y'all, we're on a fast. We're on the Daniel Fast. And so with our church, shout out to TGH. But ever since we started the Daniel Fast last year, um, my husband has been – the Lord has been waking up my husband in the morning, and he's prayed. He's And he's – kept that up since last year he's always been a prayerful man but i'm saying in particular this season it's the lord waking him up at like you know whatever time three four five and him really just pressing into the lord is just so encouraging because we see that in scripture where jesus like went alone to mountaintop to like speak to his father and that's been encouraging to me because 
we just had Bible study last night. We were talking about how, yeah, like anybody could really know God or like know of God. People could go to church, but there's a difference between knowing God and being known by God. Mm. And my husband is like the prime example of what it means to be known by God. Like this man really has a relationship with Jesus. And yeah, I love that. And that, and that that's something that inspires me in my daily spiritual walk. Man, you got to make me shed many tears up here. You made me think about how could I leave this out about how you made me like Jesus, right? So I'm probably one of the most closed-minded people y'all have ever met. A lot of people don't even think I'm closed-minded now because you've done such a good job of making me more aware and open-minded. But y'all, I would not try new things. I would not adventure out into activities, places, restaurants, foods, um, people, relationships, like there were certain people who was like, yo, I'm not even giving you my time. There were certain foods, like I'm not even trying that. Like you've really allowed me to recognize that part of the beauty of Jesus is that he's accepting, mm. he's open, mm-hmm. he's, he's God of everybody. And so you've really allowed me to actually open myself up to the beauty of diversity to the beauty of life in so many different ways that I've always been blind to and I love it you know it's it's weird mm-hmm. even thinking about myself in the past and how many things I never would have experienced or tried if not for you challenging me and all those were arguments all of those were me fighting like nah I don't do that this is me this is who I am God made me this way mm-hmm. but yielding over time yeah and it's a beautiful thing so really quick, something that I picked up on in one of the marriage books that we have read was marriage is not, and you mentioned it earlier, marriage is not about happiness, but about holiness. And it's like, okay, but what does that really mean, right? Like, I, I think about the scripture that we reference all the time, which is Ephesians 5. And so if we're trying to be holy, we're being like God, because God is holy, right? He's set apart. So the way that God intends Christians to do marriage looks different than the world. Mm-hmm. It's actually the opposite, right? Because naturally women, they, it says in Genesis, like your desire is to overrule your husband. Where in scripture, it talks about wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. And how we do that, right, is to respect them unconditionally. Whereas God calls husbands to to love, to love. It says, um, husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish but holy and blameless Mm. so we both play a role right and how we could be more like jesus right so as the wife we are to submit to the authority which is of course number one the lord and then our husbands the head of the household jesus submitted to god the father with his life we saw that he gave up his divine um abilities and humbled himself to be like us, human being who was tempted in every way, yet never sinned, but also submitted to his authority. Mm. He he died a death that he didn't deserve to die, but he did it because you know he was fulfilling God's will and because he loves us. So that's how a wife is able to pursue a holiness is by submitting. Whereas husbands, they are to love their wives. And Jesus, we see that 
plain here. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church. Right? Yeah. And is that so, Ephesians 5? Yeah, this is Ephesians 5. Yeah. And it says, in the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. And so you're encouraged, you're, you know, he, God encourages you to um, to love to love me, right, the way that Jesus loved the church. Like he 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 gave himself up for her, as it says in scripture. Yeah. And so these are the ways I think like I'm just trying to make it plain to what that means. Right. Like what is marriage is for holiness. Now, don't get me wrong. There are byproducts of this. Right. Like happiness is a byproduct like mm-hmm. having fun together is a byproduct especially it's, when we're doing that well exactly we're like, happier right we're happier when we're actually fulfilling the actual divine purpose because y'all reality is he- marriage is not in heaven like god only blesses us with this beautiful relationship while we're here on earth to not only just give us an opportunity to be more like him but to experience love in this 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 intimacy um as as Jesus had intimacy with with the church, like so, for for us to feel that that love tangibly, even though we really can't understand it fully, right? And so, I think we just have to remember that yes, the the goal is is holiness, but there is byproducts that He is so generous with to give us, like the happiness, children, um, having fun together, and things like that. And I love how you brought it back full circle because if we're talking about how in a sense, I'm not doing my job as your husband if I'm not making you more like Jesus and preparing you to be able to trust in him every day so that you can get into heaven. And you're not doing your job as my wife if every day you're not loving, uh, respecting and helping me become more like Jesus so that I can trust him every day to get in heaven. We talked about this the other day. Like mm-hmm. It's about endurance. It exactly. means nothing if we have 10 great years of marriage but then we stop loving and respecting each other. And then we don't become more like Jesus. We become further right. away from him. Yeah. So it stop doesn't even matter. On. Exactly. Because it's not, it's, and marriage is not easy. And it's not for the faint. Like you really have to have Holy Spirit um, to help control, you know, for me, particularly my tongue. And um, yeah, and also like just submit your ways to him and like, really understand the if you really understand the purpose behind marriage you'll see how beautiful it is and how god designed it was for your benefit but of course to like bring him glory 